How many leaders can you find when the people say, we can't bring any charge against you? <laughs> That's a pretty remarkable leader, isn't it? So we're going to look at the life of this very special person, Samuel, through the lens of steadfast faith. Steadfast faith. Let's pray. Father, guide our thinking this morning as we journey on our road trips of life. Each one of us is on a journey with you. In the twists and turns of our lives, Father, may we be guided by by your presence in our lives, by the direction that you're moving us, by the purposes that you've described for us, Father, and culminating in the great home that you have ultimately have for us at the end of the journey. So guide us these days, Father. Amen. We've had the privilege of taking the, some of the great principles of that road trip that we looked at for four weeks and then apply it to individual people in their journeys. We looked at Esther. Alicia preached on Esther. And last week we looked at Manasseh, who was is, who is an individual who throughout most of his life he was grievously against God and all his purposes. But finally God grabbed a hold of him in the midst of a tragedy. And at the end of his life he turned to God with his whole heart. And so we celebrate that story, his journey. But we also want to celebrate the journey of the great person of Samuel who as a person from his youth until his age, aged, he followed God faithfully. And I want you to think as we think with Samuel for a moment, what are people in your life? Who have you observed have been consistent and faithful throughout their lives? And for that, it has impacted you in powerful ways. There's a couple examples I want to give you as I was, was growing up. There was a, a man by the name of Fred Buckwhites, and he was my Sunday school teacher when I was a wee little guy. And he took this group of young boys and he taught a Sunday school for a few years in a row. Uh, as far as being relevant and understanding the culture, understanding things, he had not a very good sense at all. I can remember in the 60s he would call LSD LST all the time. He was always messing that up. And he just, you know, he, wasn't, he didn't understand what was going on. But let me tell you something. He loved us. He had a heart of unbelievable compassion. And he poured his life into us. And this man, Fred Buckwhites, is a sterling example of a person who walked with God faithfully throughout his life. All the way my experience with him as I grew up was saw a man who, who loved God and just wanted to love people. His uh, son was Chuck Buckwhites, who became my, my youth leader. And he was the same like his father, father-son experience. He loved Jesus. And he made that youth group a very, very special place for all of us. And I saw him just recently at my mom's 90th birthday party, and, and he has that same effervescent look in his eye where he just loves to, to walk with Christ and to serve Christ in a powerful way. And so they serve that as an example to me of somebody who, who throughout their life, they've walked with God. I also have to lift up my mom and dad, even though at times when I was growing up, I didn't like all the things my mom and dad stood for and how they brought that out in our life experiences. But I have to say that my folks, as they decided to follow Christ early in their marriage, that they consistently, throughout their whole life, they consistently pursued God. And we're the recipients of that. Our us eight children are recipients of parents who, who have faithfully, and I say faithfully, my mom tenaciously followed Christ throughout their lives. And they serve as a model for me, as the people in your life serve as a model. So as we think about this following God faithfully, steadfast faith through our life, 
I just want to lift up Samuel. He seemed to one who followed God faithfully. Every time in the narrative you see a person who seems to have get it, seems to see how important it is to walk with God. He was not perfect by any means, for in the text he had one fatal flaw, just like his predecessor who, was, who trained him, Eli, his sons, and Samuel's sons were described as immoral. They were totally opposite of their father. They didn't follow God. They followed after dishonest gain. They took bribes, and they perverted just, uh, judgments and justice. And what did Samuel do? He appointed them as judges and as priests. It's very interesting. It's as a result of that that the elders were moved to suggest that they move from a priest and judges to a king. They, they objected to the sons of, of, of Samuel to be the leaders in the nation of Israel. He ministered during very turbulent times of the judges. He was in the judges' period at the tail end. There was horrible events that were occurring at the end of the book of Judges that preceded him. And I don't even want to go into the description how horrible it was, but the whole experience of the book of Judges is people, example of the vast majority of people who chose not to follow God. That's what makes the book of Ruth such a sterling example for us. Here in the midst of, of the, the recordings of, of leaders that have gone astray, you have the faithfulness that's found on the underbelly of people's lives through the life of Ruth and Boaz. But he lived in a very lawless time. And there are certain kind of characteristics that we will observe of people who follow God faithfully throughout their lives. And I've lifted up the passages of Samuel just for a few moments with you to, to identify some of these character qualities that I think are critical. If we're going to be people who want to walk faithfully, steadfast faith, there's characteristics in his life that we ought to emulate. As we look at his life, he had a very, very supernatural birth. You recall his, his mother, Hannah, was pleading with God. She wasn't able to bear children. She pleaded with God, and finally God answered her prayers. And she made a promise that if this son is born, if you would just give me a son, I would dedicate him to the Lord. Well, she did. Samuel was born, and she brought this little lad, can you imagine, to the temple to be under the supervision and the tutoring of Eli, the great high priest. She's, he never experienced life with his mother other than every year she came and offered sacrifices. You kind of play the dynamics out in his life. But he had a very, very supernatural birth. And he also had very special revelations from God at an early age. You recall the visions that were given to this young little lad about Eli and the destiny of Eli. And at a very early age, he heard the words of God and he received these special revelations. But the first characteristic I want to live up for you, lift up for you this morning is a person of integrity, and particularly he was an honest man. It's very interesting in 1 Samuel 1, it says that he grew in stature and favor with God and people. That's very, by the way, the very phrase that's given to Jesus as he is young and as he is growing up, the very exact expression. Here was a man who grew up with favor with God that tells something about his character with God and with other people. They observed that he was a person that had special favor with people. As we think of the Old Testament, when it talks about favor with people, it doesn't mean the favor in a bad sense, but favor in a good sense. And he had the role as a prophet, and he had the role as a judge, and he did that so faithfully. We read the passage in First Samuel chapter 3. It said, And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a prophet of the Lord. Dan and Beersheba is usually as describing the, very, the, the, the parameters of the, the nation of Israel, the north and the south. And everybody from all seemed to observe in this man that he was a special prophet 
one designated from God. He had a special calling, which tells something about the character of this man. But as was read in the Scripture, when people, he asked the people in chapter 12 as he was nearing the end of his life, have I taken advantage of you in any way? Have I oppressed you? Taken a bribe? And they all in unison said, never. How many people again can you say that they never took advantage of a leader who took advantage or, or oppressed people? Or in his position, he could have accepted all kinds of bribes in his special role, but he didn't. He had integrity, honesty. I like to call it genuineness of character. If we're going to have a steadfast faith, if we're going to have a steadfast faith that, that goes the span of our lives, we have to pursue people of integrity, people of honesty, true to our word. And in, you can lift it up in many examples of Samuel where he emulates this quality. He also is a person of great faith. A faith in the trenches of life. His role also was a teacher. And he, and he would travel as a teacher and a judge and a priest to various places. In 1 Samuel 7, it says, He used to go to the, on the circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah. And he judged Israel in those places. What I found rather interesting when you look at all the passages of Samuel, he's popping up everywhere. He's all over the place. He's kind of like Waldo is popping up everywhere. This man traveled all over the places as he fulfilled his office. He would love, I think, to, to remain in his hometown. He loved his hometown. But he went out and faithfully, he went on the circuit, and he faithfully um, fulfilled his office in caring for people. So faithfulness, he was a very extremely faithful. I don't know if you know the story of John Wesley, but let me just highlight a moment here. It's very interesting. He was a, a, a priest and a pastor for a number of years before he had an experience where he came to Christ. Isn't that interesting? He was a pastor for many years. But what's said of him is he traveled over 250,000 miles on horseback to do ministry in his life. Can you imagine a quarter of a million miles he traveled on horseback because of his commitment to Christ in the trenches of life? He preached, they say, an average of three sermons a day, some say four sermons a day, and preached over 40,000 sermons in his life before he died. I suspect there were some repeats in those sermons, 40,000 of them. But here's a man, just like Samuel, who, who is faithful, not on the mountaintop experiences of life. Sometimes we want to guide our, look at our lives and say how well we did on the mountaintop experiences of our spiritual journey. But it's in the trenches. It's in the deep valleys of life that we dis display this faithfulness in the grind of life, I call it. Samuel was in the grind of life as he traveled, as he, as he ministered to people in many places all the time. And I want to say he was faithful, but I, I want to emphasize in the grind of life. Taking one day at a time. Faithful to our jobs, our employment. Doing it with integrity. Doing it as unto the Lord. In our family, when the kids are screaming and all the pressure and tensions are there, how do we respond as faithful in the grind of life to, to grind it out at times? Or our great influence we need to have in society, may we be faithful. Again, spiritual maturity and faithfulness is not seen on the mountaintops, but it's seen in the valleys. As Samuel grounded out as he followed God faithfully, so must we. One of the great characteristics of him is he had enormous courage. We can't live the life of faith in a steadfast way without people of great courage. He had courage to constantly call the people back to God in repentance. 
There's battle stories in chapter 4 through 7 in the book of 1 Samuel where the first battle, Eli's sons were the, the high priests and they had this notion that let's take the ark out to battle. We can't lose if we take the ark out. So they took the ark out in the battle with the Philistines and they stole, they took the ark, they lost the battle. Here's these two leaders who were not at all in tune with God, manipulating God with the ark. It was taken. They put the, the, uh, the, the tabernacle, they, I mean, excuse me, the ark in the various temples of the Philistines and, and devastating things happened. The, the, the gods, their gods would fall over and devastating plagues occurred and finally they, they took it back and, and brought it back to Israel. Get this out of our territory, the Philistines. At that point, there is Samuel again waiting for the people and says he directs them to, to be courageous, to follow after God faithfully. The, the issue is, where are you with God? And there was a time of great repentance before God. And as a judge and even a warrior, they went out to battle this time. And they hardly won the battle because he called the people. He had the courage to say to them, we've got to walk with God. He had courage to call the kings into account, Saul. He was the one who removed Saul as king. The one who with one word could have his, his throat slit and put to death. But he risked it. And he had great courage to say to Saul his two times where he stepped out of line. And little offenses in the bigger scheme of things. But he stepped out of line and he didn't wholeheartedly follow God. And he approaches him and he confronts him and he says, you will no longer be king. The courage to do that. A fellow by the name of William Lloyd Garrison in the 19th century, he was an abolitionist against slavery. And he said, I am in earnest. I will not equivocate. I will not excuse. I will not retreat a single inch. And I will be heard. He was the moral force that moved William Wilberforce to move and speak against the brutal slavery of his day. And the courage to speak out, the courage of this man, and the courage of Samuel all throughout his life to call people to holiness, to move towards holiness himself, to call people into account. It takes courage. It takes courage in our lives to be faithful. And finally, we see that he was a godly leader in this way. He always, always was directing the people to follow God faithfully. He always had God's interest at heart, it seems. And near the end of his life, he was continuing to direct the people towards God. For the Lord will not abandon His people, He says, because of His great name. He is pleased to make you His people. Far be it from me that I should sin and not pray for you, but I instruct you on what is good and right. And so here is a man who constantly is moving people towards God. Steadfast faith for the long haul in the trenches of life calls for honesty, genuineness. It calls for faithfulness. It calls for courage. And it calls for us to be kind of people who pursue godliness that in our relationship with others direct us towards the living Christ. Amen.